Good evening. Thank you for listening to the second episode of this podcast. Today I have a great pleasure to discuss with Victoria Opaka, who is a great content writer and also is certified in digital skills, has a master's in uh, public health, and uh, also is a blockchain enthusiast. So that's great because the, the numbers of women in blockchain are increasing. So I'll pass it over to her. So how are you, Victoria? I'm fine. Thank you. That's great. So um, I also I always like the, to write. So how are you finding this? I think it's beautiful to to write. It's like telling a story, like storytelling. Or are you focused on just like um, digital writing or technological or also like creative writing as well? Uh, I think it's uh, a bit of both. Though recently it's been mostly. Um mostly more techy than creative. Oh, okay. Like I have to like, create content around uh, blockchain related content or something similar or digital skills or any other kind of online skill, online related skills. But before now, I, I was into creative writing. I was writing short stories and poetry. Oh, and that's more. awesome. But, yeah. Um. My mother writes uh, poetry as well, so I I always liked And I try to write sometimes poetry. My rhymes are not always that great, but uh, I, I like writing. I just started to write a book to my uh, new book. So I'm trying to finish it in a few months, hopefully. And um, okay. yeah, so I think that uh, I, I'm really also an enthusiast of blockchain. So I think uh, that's what blockchain means to bring... Uh, equal opportunities to everyone around the world and um, I've seen that until like 2018 like they were much less women in, in blockchain in, or the cryptocurrency industry so I think yeah. now it's starting to, to be more to be more women which is great very very great because uh, women have a uh, way of being adding extra creativity to things and women can be very smart when they put their minds to things so I believe that um, encouraging more women in this space to be a part of the space we encourage adoption to encourage encourage blockchain adoption because people need to understand what they are what the technology is about before they can use it but they can adopt it. I think that's where the challenge is for most women. They can't really um, relate blockchain to their real-life experiences, so they prefer not to like, bother with it and just do what they, what they are used to and what they know. So if you, can bridge, if you can bridge your gap between blockchain and that knowledge gap, I think it will really encourage women to participate more in blockchain. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And also in the Blockchain Training Academy, we have uh, this offer that for everyone in Africa, men or women as well, we have a free education. So everyone who lives in Africa, they can go on the website, they can chat with us and get free access. So I think that's that can be helpful. So in, in okay, yeah, I yeah. can. I can introduce that to people, just people around here who have interest in blockchain. I can do that to my community too. Yeah. It's going to encourage them to be 
And I've been looking online and I've seen some uh, woman from Singapore. She she has a conference and she bring more women to speak at her conference. So she had like over 30 or 40 percent of the speaker. They were women. So I think that's encouraging because as we see the numbers increasing, then it's better to it's like encouraging each other. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 really really cool. That's really really cool. It's encourage more people, more ladies to be a part of yeah. part of this, and probably over time, even even now the the ratio between the men and the women is peace. Yeah, in technology, I think in general, it's uh, there are more men and then less women, and sometimes they might be about like some stereotypes that women might have other priorities in life like raising a family or this instead of career but i think we can do both i mean it's no reason to focus on one and less focused on the other so i think that's why technology helps now because we can work from home some many times and, and we can connect with so many people online we can do many things online and so we can have time to focus on the family as well so i think that's how yeah. it it's really it's empowering for a woman and um so i'm also interested about in the public health how it's different than the technology so i've done uh, psychology mental health but uh, about the public health i'm i'm curious to know more i didn't get that about the i didn't get it your, your master's, you do your master's in public health. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm curious to learn more. I've done psychology in like mental health, but uh, it's related. So I would like to hear what? more what you learned. Okay. Uh, okay, about what I'm about my uh, course in public health. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, well, my first degree, I did my first degree in um, medical physiology. So, uh, because of what I intend to do in the future, you know, uh, we have to do it mostly with um, um, people and uh, more philanthropic activities. And I said to venture into public health it's because also it's a bit diverse. And just like you, you mentioned something about mental health. To, that's another like one aspect, an aspect of yeah. public health because public health is so diverse. It touches a lot of things. Like even this period of the, the pandemic, you know, the public health officers played a lot of roles in all in remote communities and all that. So at in public health, you are exposed to uh, dealing with people at their own level, like. Because most times, most times, um, other parts of medicine maybe deal with persons at maybe at the average level. But public health people they go to the communities, they go to those remote areas, and they they have to they they, they take the uh, medical, they take medicine, they take treatment, they take all those things to those remote people, people living in remote areas, and um, you know. In this, in these times, especially in this area, there's this uh, 
imbalance between um, the ratio of health workers in the urban areas and the rural areas. Most health workers wouldn't want to work in the rural areas because of there's no there's no comfort, the pay will be low, and all that. So many factors, but public public health officers more like bridges the gap, that gap because they take the health to the people. To those those um, they handle all those uh, small small things there, small small uh, illnesses that could break cause a breakout in the community. So there are so many. Yeah. It's actually pretty pretty tasking. Yeah, that's... It's pretty tasking. Mm -hmm. And I think... um, I've been learning, like... First time I heard about... I learned more about blockchain was two years ago. uh, While I was studying, like, corporate intelligence. And um, I was interested to see, like, how blockchain can help them. Like, the health industry as well so for example like patients will have access to their own data in any country so that's i think yeah. blockchain will really help to have your own it's yeah yeah that's true that's true because uh that's one of the challenges that the medical system have records data data management and you know, you don't have to transport a patient from one point, from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Every medical personnel can access data from wherever they are on the blockchain network. So it's really going to go a long way to help manage data and make it available. And of course, since um, the the immutability feature of the blockchain makes it easy for you to access data in its original form without any fear of it being um, uh, edited or falsified or something. So you know you're getting it the way it, the way it was put on the blockchain. Yeah, definitely. So I, I, it's going to really go a long way. I think, I think one or two projects are already on it. One or two blockchain projects are already on it. Trying to offer a solution in that, re- in that area. That's, that's great. I've seen you are in a few other projects in uh, about in digital using digital skills and so um, are you like collaborating more or you how how it works how online you're doing more projects or are you collaborating like inspiring more people or basically about your okay. experience will be great. If I'm doing any project right now. Yeah. Can you tell us more? Not exactly. Not exactly. I'm part of... I have a community where I teach them. You know, I teach them. It's more like uh, I teach them foundational knowledge about blockchain and cryptocurrency also. Mm-hmm. It's just like an aspect of blockchain. So it's, it's, it's a, a bit tasking because I'm dealing with people that... Some of them have zero knowledge of what this is about, or what they've heard about it. It's totally, uh, totally out of it, or not even what it means. So you have to like, you know, uh, change their mindset. Then that's that like building on it. So 
that's more like um, personal, more like sometimes personally committed to explaining through videos, doing classes and all. Then I'm part of another community where I manage their online presence, uh, Blocks in African Ladies. Um, the lady, the founder, the founder, she she's also into trying to bring blockchain education and financial inclusion to African ladies. So because of this, uh, normally um, we held the first conference last year in Lagos, uh, or last year, last two years. They held last year, last two years, and latter last year's one in um, in Ghana. Mm-hmm. But this year's one, because of the pandemic, had to hold online. Yes, we had about uh, four four speakers. So Zoom made it very easy. The Zoom cloud meeting app made it very easy to hold the, conf- the conference virtually. Yeah, that's, that's so, useful. Because people can still be collaborating, even if yes. we can't attend the actual yes. events. And we can still learn. So it's uh, it's great because like as it spreads to more people, then more ideas can come in and more like creative ways to do. So um, that how do you find it? Do you find like women are more interested in in blockchain or still like more men are interested than than women? I mean, how you find it? Do you think that it's an in- increasing number in, in there too? where you present the, the project or in that conference, like how are the numbers like more female participants or male or if you, if you know, like the, the... I think, I think, uh, I think there were, the numbers were almost like equal, almost equal because, because the, the, uh, the Blossom African, Blossom African ladies is just based mostly women. I don't think we have, if we have any men, it should be like one or two. No, oh, okay. So, and most of them, most of them, we are in attendance. So, and the men, the men, okay, signed up because the the conference was is was open open to people like the general public to sign up. Yeah. I think one month ahead of the date for the conference. So, but. For the attendance, we had women, we had more women because of, you know, when you see, just like you said about um, collaborating between women, when you see a fellow woman um, hosting something, you will be more encouraged to participate. As a woman, you'll be more encouraged to participate in it. Yeah. And like, okay, uh, yeah, this is my fellow woman, so we participate. But if it's a man, the, the one might think that, oh, it just is a male thing or it's just to... Too, too much of technology for me. Let me not just participate. So I, I, I believe the, the fact that women are the ones organizing this thing encourage them to participate in the uh, conference. Definitely. So we had a good turnout of women. Okay, that's that's great. And um, yeah, I think it's more important to see like why this technology is important it's, uh, it's going to be useful. Like they can transfer money or not using banks or like other 
like Western Union, for example, like has huge commissions, fees, and um, and also like keeping control of the data. So more like empowering them with everything. And also it's good way if they like to write, like you like to write, like writing blogs on the on blockchain platforms, which they can get paid in cryptocurrency or they can get rewarded in there and they have their data as well, what they write, the content that they produce, it's theirs. So, I've been using, like, I just registered on Minds.com. Do you use, like, other, like, platforms, like, blockchain platforms? Like, I've seen a few. I think I I decide. The Minds.com? You know, it's a... Minds. Yeah. M-I-N-D-S. Yeah, Minds.com. It's a... Okay. Yeah, it's a decentralized platform. It's like, they put, take back control of your social media. And uh, you can write their blogs or anything, and you can get paid on cryptocurrencies. And uh, yeah, it's you have your more control over it. So okay. what? Uh, yeah, are you using like other platforms or or something? Okay, um, okay, me. Yeah. Um, I think I had this, I have this Twitter account which I stopped using for a long time. Just that recently, most of my content have been um, mostly written for other people, not for myself. No, okay. No, no, no. For now, I, I want to be creating content for myself so I can people can access more of this information and knowledge about the industry from my website. Mm-hmm. But before now, it's basically um, maybe anyone in the industry that wants like a content me to write content for them and and I get paid for those content so so I I would say I've uh, there's this other web this other site that just uh, what's the name again that's off trend so I don't have a content on off trend off trend now there's off trend there's a uh, estimate there's uh, I think peaks peaks is also new yeah but I don't have any content on peaks and off trend just on steaming but it's really been a long while so um i want to start making content for myself and not just for other people most they just i just write for them and they just you know mm-hmm. use it for whatever they want to use it for but they're mostly blockchain related the one way or the other yeah that's awesome then you can when you write, even sometimes you write something, it's, you know, it's there, it's yours, and it keeps building up little by little. Uh, I didn't get that. I mean, um, when you write for yourself, too, I mean, it will be there on your website, on your blog, or whatever yeah, platform you use. Yeah, it's on my website, yes. Yeah. So I can always refer you, and I can do both, uh, I can do both my website and Medium, too, because I think Medium is also a platform for, it's that medium doesn't pay, yeah, just but for, it's, at least for referral sake. Mm-hmm. But it's a great platform, many times when I search something, I get some, the keywords get me to medium.com, so it yeah. gets there quicker. And there are a lot of like useful information, and you can see like who wrote it, and that's a good way to write in there too. Yeah. I had some problems with uh, steamit.com. Uh, I registered, but it just like 
it put it lets you like put the email number then the email and your phone number but uh, then it's just like doesn't say anything anymore i i saw it has to be like up to two weeks until they register you but it's been nothing so i'll have to email some more so i think that will be a bit of a problem maybe if more people have the same problem when when they register on steam it Yeah, Steam it seems to be a bit complicated. Like if you if you're not very familiar with Steam it, you I couldn't even get in like not register, yeah. Uh yeah, Steam it, Steam it. I I think turned out I don't think I have any much of a challenge. I tried to like it took me a while to get the hang of it. Oh, okay. It took me a while to get back, but I was just like, you know, centralized platform. I was you know, it's a bit scary because if you lose access to the platform. Okay, so so it's good to write it down. Keys and all, you'll be able to. Yeah, yeah. Because of its centralized nature. But I think related to private keys and this, it's better to write it like the old school way, you know, piece of paper and not on digital <laughs> device. Like, I think it's more secure like to have it write it down. Instead of saving it somewhere in the computer, I don't know. Yeah, that's why I I, I do I do uh, lots of backup. I I don't I don't think like in computers and smartphones and all can feel. Yeah. If I wake up one morning and they're not mm. working anymore, or something happens and goes wrong, they know. So I I multiply my documents. I just want to know that. If anything happens to them, it's going to like really set me back, set me back a lot. So I I use my uh, cloud saving a lot. Yeah, that's it's definitely better because you know you can still have it online. I also I always did that with my assignments at uni. I always if I write something, then I send it in my email or I save it in there on OneDrive or anywhere else like on yeah because I. I was so scared I don't want to lose it, <laughs> you know, especially as I was submitting the assignment sometimes, like, very late, like, 10 minutes before, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's been challenging. Yeah, it's so scary, like, when you want to, like, you can access your file, and, like, at the time when you need it, you know, intent to panic mode, it's always better safe than sorry. Oh, okay, so, um, I'd like to know more about the uh, value cup. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Did I pronounce it right? I think. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Okay, you great. Better than most people. Oh, awesome. Okay, okay. Uh, Bangkok is a brand I'm building. It's um, it's a registered business. I registered it with my the corporate affairs here in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So it's a business brand I'm building. My uh, focus is to help people deliver their value online because as as easy as possible like from the comfort of your smartphone like even if you have a smartphone you can still um, create digital products you can still deliver services you can still um, do some things online for pay because um, money always responds to value so 
people always pay you for your value they got from you. If you can't give value to them, they won't pay you. So the, my point is to help people monetize their online presence. So I teach relevant skills, like most of the digital marketing skills that I've used over time and I've adopted. I teach it. I teach things that I know, like mm. uh, the ebook formatting, for example, and the blockchain too. Not a, it's a part of it. I teach content creation too, teach, um, content marketing, content writing. I teach all of that. Like uh, this evening, just uh, one of the reasons why I I didn't lose, I didn't see your message on time was because I was holding a class on WhatsApp. I was teaching some persons how they can dispatch some skills from the comfort of their smartphones. Like you don't have to have a lot to start doing some things for yourself. Like you don't have to have even a, a, a PC, a personal computer, for you to be able to dispatch uh, some skills. Like these days now, there are lots of crypto jobs and crypto blockchain opportunities. You know, I have a younger brother that is into uh, does one or two uh, blockchain skills for a couple of startup com- uh, companies and all, and he gets paid for it. And he doesn't even have a, a personal computer, he does everything from his smartphone. So the point of it is, uh, showing people that they can deliver value from the form of their smartphone and they can get paid for it. Be it um, graphic design. So of course, there are some skills you can't do from your smartphone, but smartphone is a good way to start. There's always something you can do from your smartphone as it starts, as if you're just starting out, and then you can, from there, you can grow, you can build your revenue, your income, and all. So the point of value Corp is to help you deliver your value in the online space. Mm, that's really great because people, we spend so much time on smartphones and like the whole day yeah. basically. Right? And it's good to do as much time as possible to also get some, some value out of it instead of just like scrolling the news or just wasting time. Yeah. So that's, that's a great initiative you have. And um, I also seen something you've done, uh, switch leadership development. So that okay. sounds okay. interesting. Uh, yes, there was a, a training, an online training I did last last year. Um, it's a regimented WhatsApp program. Like it's so regimented that you would think it was a real life. It's like not it's not in a virtual space. You think it's an offline event because it was so strict that you have to stick to uh, the morning and evening evening schedules for 21 days and it took us a lot of uh, leadership skills for that 21 days and there is no room to slack if you slack you will be removed from the group so it was really regimented and it was worth it because it was, it's foundational to Lot of things that I'm doing now, it created this routine in me. Like, you have this internal clock that immediately, like, 4 45 a.m., you're like waking up and start you are getting ready to start your day and all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it taught me a lot of stuff. And we're satisfied for it. We're satisfied for it. That's great. And um, I've also I've seen another term you've done. Uh, you had a diploma in uh, bioethics? Yeah, 
I just finished that one. I just finished that one. It was it started at the beginning of lockdown here. March. Just finished it last week. It was a two months run a two months program online. We had a series of we had eight weeks eight weeks of of courses of classes on bioethics. You know, since you know we we are dealing with as a public health officer, we're dealing with humans. And it's possible that most of the things we're going to do might be cause a potential harm to the people we are working with. Maybe because sometimes when you're gathering, you're doing research. When you're doing research, you need data You need data from some of these people, yeah. and it's possible that data you're collecting might pose a, a potential harm, potential risk mm-hmm. to these people. So, bioethics is more like the middleman trying to make sure that there is there is um whatever you do as a researcher or as a as a, as a health officer as, would not affect the people you're getting data from. Some of those people might be people that well, they don't have uh, what we call like uh, maybe underaged people or people that are emotional with emotional trauma, uh, rape victims, and all. You might want to get on your own side. You might you, you what you're doing might look okay to you because you're doing research, but it might pose a potential harm to these people. Because they are on the disadvantaged side, so biotechs try to bring that, reach that balance, and make sure that people adequate consent is gotten before anything happens. So that training was more like uh, teaching us what is necessary and how to go about it. So you can you can do research. Yeah, you can do research without any yeah without any challenges. It's all the ethical approval. I've done two research projects as part of my university, the the degree and then the postgraduate course, and I had to like yeah. ethical form and then yeah. get approval. Yeah. And I had all this question that, and then I had to to share with the participants like the information and then if they accepted. So and it was just like yeah. question, nothing even medical or. Just a few questions about their work or and anonymous, so no too much details like identifiable details. But it still it was like and I hold so they put a code and then they can they can ask me to if they want their data removed, they will give me that code and then I'll get I'll delete their data. So I've seen a, a research study about blockchain and consent for medical research. So that's that's that was interesting. They say blockchain technology can be used for all to get consent from participants and uh, from the patients and can be automated by using smart contracts and then that gives them the autonomy of the patients. They give more control over their data and then it can yeah be more easier for the medical research to be more efficient and to reduce biases and errors or so it's 
it's interesting to see how blockchain can evolve. It's already developing, but I'm yeah. very curious in the next few years how how many like advantages we will have from this technology. And, sure. Yeah. Sure. And in the retail industry as well. Like we can track and see the whole like supply chain from where it's coming and if it's ethical yeah. or not. It's really going to be very beneficial this side of the world, whereby you can easily track your the point of production, the point of the consumer, track every single good, uh, product, every single good. Because it's hard for for manufacturers to track everything down to the last consumer. It's really, yeah. really hard. But blockchain is it's feasible. It's very, very durable. Definitely. And um, so I've seen you have a lot of experience with uh, like writing, but also like putting the right content in there to be like search engine, like optimization. So I... Optimize. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I took a couple of courses on that and because it's, it's become very relevant, not just like free content, just like that, mm -hmm. put them online. You have to optimize it for search engines and you have to uh, put in the reader's uh, behavioral responses to online content into consideration too. So optimizing content, um, online content, it's very, very vital because people don't respond to online content the same way they respond to print. You can have as much as patience as you want when you're holding a book in your hands. But when you're online, there are a lot of things, you know, reaching out for your attention. So it's important to put one or two things in place to make sure that your your potential reader attention is you can hold it for as long as you want that page so optimization of content is very vital for anyone who wants to create online content and um i think it's um about because often i've seen that uh, people get more attracted than people buy from emotions they get more motivated from by emotions and when yes. when you write like technological content it's how you put some like the part of the emotion stuff in there like uh, you put the benefits of it and to attract more people to be less like technological words and they don't understand maybe or to attract like the, the whole like more more people not just like who are interested in that uh, I think this is where um, defining your target audience comes into place. Because if your target audience is more technolo technological, I don't think you bother about them not knowing your content. Because they will totally get what you're, what you're writing, totally get your, you know, your content. But if you, before you create the content, you have to define your target audience. 
so that you know what tone to use in your content. So even if you're writing directing technological content to a an audience, to an, an audience that is not technology inclined, of course you have to you have to uh, create this rigid ease within your content, whereby you don't use uh, a whole lot of uh, use synonyms. So instead of using the main big word, you use simpler words that they can flow with and make the um, make the your content interesting from the get go, from your title, your optimized title, then from your first first paragraph because if you are directing your content to a, a, uh, an audience that is not technology inclined, you mm -hmm. can easily get bored with your content because if they can't get what you're saying in the first paragraph, you'll definitely leave it. But if you're, if you're directing your content to a, an audience that is um, technolog technologically inclined, they won't have a problem with it. They'll be more curious about what you have to say and they'll have patience to go through. So define your audience with a very large in your kind of tone you use in writing your content. And whether you're going to make it simpler or you're going to just uh, stick to the main terminologies. No. So they, of course, this is slightly different from when you're writing a paper. Of course, when you're writing a paper before academic purpose, you don't have to like, really bother about all these things. That's very different, but it's going to be online content for web web mm -hmm. content. Your target audience is very you have to put them into consideration. Yeah. So like to guide how you're going to deliver it. So I've seen you made it in summarize that every good writing must have a purpose and to be written to a specific audience, to be within context. Yeah and to answer the who, why, how, and what, and where questions. Yeah. So yes. that that's yeah. really beautiful piece of advice that you, you gave there. Yes. That's great. And you do a lot of webinars as well. On, a, on blockchain. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, webinars. Yes. Yes, I told you I, I have a I have a community that I'm growing. I'm committed to teaching them. So occasionally I hold I hold uh, classes on Zoom mm -hmm. and WhatsApp groups and WhatsApp groups. And so so yeah, in that too that I do. Then not just that too. I hold other kind of this thing. Like uh, I want to, I want to put together a a, web, a pre-recorded webinar where I'll teach people like one of the things they should know about blockchain careers and jobs, blockchain jobs and careers because I, I believe persons would be interested in it. If the other side of earning from blockchain and crypto is mind-boggling, people understand being able to do a job and get paid for. So they can learn how to what job what skills are relevant with blockchain speed and how they can get those skills and how they can access uh, some of these jobs and get paid for it. 
That's correct. So I'll be, I'll be holding that very soon. That people can benefit from that also. So you have your your course, Secret Guides to Monetize Writing. That's that's awesome. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's great, and um, it's really interesting because you know many people use the internet and not many people actually like yeah, develop it. yeah or writing so it's been it's been a real pleasure to discuss with you and anything else you you want to share with us um generally i'm i'm, I'm someone who advocates for value a lot yeah and get your value a lot, like, because uh, if anyone is going to pay for anything, they want to pay for something that they can't benefit from. So even if you're going to do any more business online or offline, you need to understand the place of value. Like, value should come first. When value comes first, money always follow. So that's usually where the problem is, because sometimes you have that are more focused on the money and overlook value, then you forget place of uh, referrals and all those things. Referrals come when uh, value was when people get value. So they can either say, "Oh yes, I got I got what I wanted from this person." Yes, you can also go to go here. So I just uh, my word to people is they should prioritize value. Anything they deliver. Whether service, product, anything at all. And they should. The online space has a lot of low hanging fruits. You know. Definitely. The online space has a lot of people. You know, when people complain that they can't, complain that they can't do this thing, they can't get the skill, they can't pay for this, can't pay for that. There are a lot of free information yeah. on the internet, like okay. lots of them. And but also. What's your. Hmm. Huh? Yeah, and uh, it's a lot of content, and someone can just like curate content and make it more like summarize and put their opinions, and they can still make it a valuable piece of information and share it. So they yes. don't have to have like brand new idea and something that's never been told before. Just like put your own like personal opinion and summarize it and learn from it and then share it. So that that can be a great way. So like you said, like yeah. putting value force and everyone can can give value. That's about that's how yeah. I see personal branding online and it's like your reputation where you give value first and you offer yeah. solutions and not about us, not about me, but about all these other people the other people. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And, uh, but sometimes I think that uh, maybe like some woman in general or I've been researching and some research study, they say that women, they sometimes they feel like they're underestimate their skills. So it takes us longer to, to start to believe more in ourselves and to actually provide some, some more content and be out there and speak out and be like just go in there and present what you think. I think it takes us longer. Yeah. 
yeah, sometimes. He, yeah, yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, we, yeah we, actually, it takes us uh, longer. And, you know, it's, I think it's, guys find, uh, male distance find it very easy to, yeah. you know, like, express themselves when it comes to things like this. You know, it's more like, uh, uh, as if uh, some women are accepting the whole, you know, uh, women are expected, it's normal to expect to see a woman to focus in things that have to do with, like, uh, beauty, fashion, and all these things. And it's very easy for them to like, go in that direction, which is not a bad thing entirely. But when it comes to other things, it's like it takes an extra extra step, extra boldness. And the, and the funny thing is that funny thing is that when a woman takes up that, you know, bold step, when a woman takes that bold step and ventures into, you know, research, ventures into, into technology and all that. People would listen to her because she's a woman. That's the funny thing. Because I just think about, like, more like saying, oh, look at me, look at me. Mm-hmm. And people, like, they pay attention. And when you have a lot of, like, smart things coming out of you, those are pay more attention. So I think, the, just like you said, it's, yeah, we need to believe more in, in ourselves, like, to be out there. Yeah, and to not, like, hold us back like we can just go and like chase every challenge and go there and uh, that's that's how it is because we, we often see this like it's like the glass ceiling or i've seen another term like sticky floor sometimes we don't have we don't take the opportunities we just get stuck on the same the same like maybe a job that we might not like or something else like it's always important to keep like chasing a new challenge and keep like learning and then sharing yeah. so to develop the career which you are doing great and you're inspiring more women as well and as we inspire each other then more and more yes. women they start to get inspired and we don't That's doubt true. yeah our abilities I mean, like we inspire other women to not, uh, not continue like self doubts or to just like yes. have more confidence. Yeah, because actually, the more you do things, like the more you, the more you venture into things, the more you get better at it. Like you don't get better at something you've not tried before. The more you try, the more you get better. The more you know what you didn't do right and you correct it, and you gain confidence. No, you don't gain confidence by not doing anything. Definitely. Confidence comes with like, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be perfect, like, and we can be vulnerable. Because sometimes it's a a perception that the woman should be like men or like more always strong or always like this. But uh, I think no one can be always strong, like neither man can be always strong. So I think it's important to also like embrace like vulnerabilities and just have anything. Yeah, nobody can put you. Nobody can put you down if you don't. If you don't give room for it, like it's when you see your vulnerabilities as uh, a bad thing, someone can easily pick on them and you feel bad about it. But when you embrace it and know that you are a work in progress, 
and you know that you are always working yourself to be better. Pause. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't do this right now, but I will get it better. I will do better. And when you embrace it, I don't think nobody, whatever anybody does or say about you, about your imperfections, you won't really get to you because you know it and you've accepted yourself for you. So whatever they are saying won't really leave much of an impact on you. So just like you said, we have vulnerabilities, but the problem is how many of us have embraced because when you embrace them, you you start looking at where you can improve, how you can do better. But when you act on a blind eye, or you pretend like it's not there, like you're not, you can't be vulnerable, or you ignore those vulnerabilities, it might catch you unawares at a time when you're not really paying attention, and it's really, really, really strip you off your feet. And so, yeah, we all do. We all do. Just that men have a, have a way of being uh, <laughs> we, we females, we show our system more. When men, they mask theirs because they have to be all manly. We females, we're not very emotional mm. about things at all. Yeah. The important thing is to be self-aware and always like curious and to, to always go for more, do more. And then, so I think that's the. That's uh, I think that. I think the important thing is to to always be curious and self-aware. Yes. So cu- curiosity it gets us to learn more and then become more more confident. So I think that's that's awesome. So anyone who wants to improve their content writing skills, they can contact you. So they can. Yes, they can. Yeah. yeah. So that you have also like digital skills and everything. So because I'm also like I started to write some content, but uh, I I didn't focus on making it more like uh, for a certain audience or how to. So I just I just was writing just there like something or some subjects, but that's really useful because. It is necessary to have it like you know the like search search engine optimi- optimization, and they are really useful skill to have. Yeah. So whoever wants to contact you, I'll put the the link to your profile there. So I think, okay. I, yeah, we'll um, we can finish this now. So we'll thank everyone for listening, and uh, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Uh-huh.